You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. McCullers, one pitch away from getting out of a sticky situation. Now, another Astros podcast. Here's the one-two. Swing and a miss. Struck him out on a breaking ball. Eighth strikeout for McCullers, and the inning draws to a close. Mariners had runners at second and third with nobody out, and they don't score. We're through five innings in Seattle. Astros two, Mariners nothing. McCuller, 76 pitches, five-plus innings, four hits, no walks, and eight strikeouts. He was magnificent. Hey, remember when we were talking about how Lance McCullers struggles on the road? (laughs) I don't either. He has given up three earned runs or fewer now in six consecutive road starts. And welcome back. Robert Ford, Steve Sparks, joined by Astros general manager Jeff Luno, as we are every Sunday. And uh, Jeff, you had to be encouraged yesterday getting Lance McCullers back, number one, but also with the way he pitched against the Mariners, giving up just a run in five-plus innings, struck out eight, didn't walk anyone in his first start in over two weeks. It was a huge relief to get him back on the mound, and his stuff looked so crisp. I think the rest did him well, and he's clear from the injury, so... Uh, we're obviously going to allow him to go a little deeper in the game next time and uh, very happy to have him back. And hopefully he's the first of many that are going to be marching back and getting back into our rotation. Hey, Jeff, you guys got Josh Reddick back this week. And uh, I, I think he's afraid he's going to get Wally pipped by Derek Fisher. He's come back. He's on fire. He's driving the ball. Looks very energized. He's doing everything. That The reason we signed him, I mean, this guy's got high energy. He can, he's a great offensive player. He's a great defensive player. And, yeah, we saw it all last night, the home run and the two great catches. He's great base runner and just a, a terrific guy in the clubhouse so he's been a catalyst on our team i know we don't we talk about the other guys uh, getting off on home but i really hope that uh, reddick starts moving up the list because to me he's a guy that deserves consideration for that game unfortunately jeff uh, got bad news about yandel gustave uh, who's on the team's opening day roster but uh, then got hurt and was trying to work his way back and ha- undergoing tommy john surgery this past week and, and that's certainly unfortunate very talented young pitcher he is, and, you know, he had been nursing a, an injury for the past year or so. He tried to rehab it and tried to work him through it, but unfortunately it wasn't to be. So at least we know that it'll be uh, it'll be fixed and he'll be back out there next year, maybe second half of next year. And, you know, the t- problem is we've got guys with such terrific arms throwing in the high 90s. Oftentimes this is a result of getting an injury like this. But uh, he'll be back and he'll be a big weapon for us next year for sure. Jeff, can you give us some details with Charlie Morton's rehab last Thursday with AAA Fresno Grizzlies? We know the numbers. How's he, how did he look in that game, and how does he feel the next day? And also a little bit about the progress of Colin McHugh. Yeah, the most important thing is that you know he pitched against live hitters and came out of the game after reaching his pitch count, and then uh, next day he felt great. So he did a throwing program yesterday, um, and he's on track. I believe his next uh, scheduled game is going to be on Tuesday. So... Everything's on track there. We'll make a decision after Tuesday, Wednesday, whether or not he makes another one or whether he's ready to come back. Uh, as far as Colin McHugh goes, he faced live hitters today in, in Florida in a simulated game, and uh, that all went well as well. So it's, it's both those guys are on track. I think it's going to, you know, with Morton, because he had been pitching this year, it's going to be a little shorter return time. He'll be a little longer. But both of them are progressing, and they haven't had any setbacks in, in weeks, knock on wood. So uh, hopefully that both those guys will be ready to go at some Is- point soon. Is the hope, Jeff, that uh, Colin McHugh can, can go out on a, a minor league rehab assignment soon, or is that still a little ways away? Yeah, I think it's, it's around the corner. I mean, facing live hitters today was a big uh, test for him, and then uh, maybe one more time down there. But, yeah, it, it's, it's within the next couple of weeks he will be facing hitters somewhere in our system and, and uh, in 
real game. So that's what we're looking forward to. Well, the work is getting done, signing the Astros draft picks, and uh, 25 of the Astros' 42 draft picks have been signed, which is certainly good news. Still a few guys left out there, but uh, I imagine with the, the hard slotting system being, well, not the hard slotting system, but with the bonus pools being what they are now, uh, you guys have to have a pretty good idea of what a guy's going to sign for before you draft him, right? We do. We, you know, we, we get some good indications of signability. There's always a little bit of uncertainty, and you know, we don't negotiate with them until their seasons are done. Uh, for the most part, but so we're, we're feeling pretty good about it. There's going to be a couple players that are probably going to be coming to Houston this week for physicals and getting their deals done, uh, and we're going to continue to roll. The deadline's earlier this year. It's uh, end of the first week of July, so we're going to have to get everybody in the boat uh, by then, but I'm really not convinced that that's going to happen. Hey, one of those draft picks uh, you, you can't talk to yet because he's still playing in the College World Series. It's LSU catcher Michael Papirski. You guys drafted him in the ninth round. The announcers during that game yesterday talked about what a steal Houston got with him. He hit two homers, one from each side of the plate. A switch hitting catcher, that's that's pretty that's pretty stout. It is pretty exciting and on a big stage like that for him to go out and, and do what he did. I think that uh, it speaks volumes. So, you know, we've been trying to get more catching into our system. We like some of the guys we have, but he was our one of our primary targets. We took a high school catcher and then we took him and did get two catchers in the top ten rounds that we feel good about. That was a huge plus for Mike and his group. Tri-City and a lot of the short season teams getting started now with the draft having been completed and guys getting signed and, and going out to those short season affiliates. So Tri-City, they have a, a rather unique coach over there. Sig Mydell is going to be with that Tri-City all year, team all year, uh, coaching and wearing a uniform. I know he's been coaching first base. And, of course, Sig, a lot of Astros fans know, uh, oversees the Decision Sciences Department for the Astros. Uh, has to be a pretty unique experience for Sig and also for that Tri-City team. It is, and it's great cross-training. I believe that everybody should spend a little bit of time doing something they're not necessarily used to. And and Sig's going to be spending a couple months this summer in uniform, hitting fungos, coaching first base, and uh, really getting a feel for for life in the minor leagues, which I think is going to help him do his job better. So it's a great experience. He's already got some funny stories, and you know I'm going to go visit him myself because I can't wait to see uh, Sig hitting some fungos out there. <laughs> hey Jeff, uh, part of the development process for for young prospects and a couple of high round picks in, in Daz Cameron and Ronnie Dawson is taking your lumps and adjusting to the pro level. What can you tell us about what those guys are working on? They're both making tremendous adjustments, and uh, both of those guys are so talented. I mean, different stories because one's a college kid and the other one's a high school kid, mm -hmm. uh, but both of them have tremendous upside because of their tools and the way we've seen their baseball instincts. And, you know, it just takes time, and especially when it's in the case of Cameron, a high school guy, obviously good pedigree, but it's going to take some at-bats. Uh, he's working on adjustments to make to his swing, and he's going to be a premier defender. We know that. Uh, Dawson's an all-around player, too. He's good defense, good offense, and you know, they're both responding well to the hitting coaches and the managers and doing the things they need to do. So, you know, to me, they're two of our sleeper prospects. They don't get talked about a lot, but they're certainly going to be moving up the list. And I think they both have tremendous major league value for us in the future. Astros General Manager Jeff Luno, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. The Astros have a chance to, to take the lead. It's a scoreless ball game in the top of the third. This one's driven center field. Back goes Dyson. He's on the track. That ball is gone. Josh Reddick, a two-run shot to straightaway center field. Two to nothing lead for the Astros. The McCullers, one pitch away from getting out of a sticky situation. Here's the one-two. Swing and a miss. Struck him out on a breaking ball. Eighth strikeout for McCullers, and the inning draws to a close. Mariners had runners at second and third with nobody out. 
and they don't score. We're through five innings in Seattle. Astros two, Mariners nothing. McCullers 76 pitches, five plus innings, four hits, no walks, and eight strikeouts. He was magnificent. Hey, remember when we were talking about how Lance McCullers struggles on the road? <laughs> yeah, I don't either. <laughs> he has given up three earned runs or fewer now in six consecutive road starts. Now the pitch. Brown ball softly hit left side, fielded by Bregman, the second for one. Altuve on the first, that's two. And that's an inning ending 5-4-3 double play. Mariners get a run, but the Astros are still in the lead. What a great job by Will Harris. He got his strikeout, he got his ground balls. One of them snuck through, but he was able to, to keep the Astros on top with great pitching here in the sixth. Two and two now, and the fans are starting to get into it. Here's the pitch. He lifts it down the right field line. That's trouble, and it is in and out of the glove of Hanniger. That's going to clear the bases on a double by Brian McCann. Wow. Just out of the reach of the diving Mitch Hanniger into the right field corner, and McCann clears the bases. And now it is a 5-1 lead for the Astros all of a sudden. 5-1 lead for Houston. Here's the 0-2 pitch to Taylor Motter. Slider, and that's lifted into left center field. Coming in is Reddick with the catch. What a great diving catch. Left center field coming in, and Reddick sticks it in the leather to end the threat for the Mariners here in the seventh. The Astros lead it 5-1. to one. Wasn't a safe situation when Giles came in, but pretty hairy situation now. 3-2. Slider missed inside, ball four. Cruz scores. It's 5-2 Astros. And the Mariners will bring the winning run to the plate. Three straight walks issued by Ken Giles. Ruiz ready for a 1-1. Here it comes. And that's ripped and just foul at the third baseline. Bregman diving for it just out of his reach as that ball hooked foul. And the Mariners are once again down to their final strike. That's how close it was to be in a tie game. That ball landed in between Bregman and the third base umpire Todd Tishner, who was playing on the line. Pitch on the way. Slider is in there for strike three, right at the knees, and that is the ball game. Got a little hairy in the ninth inning, but the Astros hold on to defeat the Seattle Mariners by a final of five to two. Astros have won five of six. Adam all the way. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Alonzo Powell, assistant hitting coach for the Houston Astros and former Seattle Mariner. You played for the Mariners uh, 53 games, I think it was, in 1991. Uh, your your second stint in the big leagues also got some time in the majors with, with Montreal. Originally came up with San Francisco. How did you wind up with the Mariners? Well, I was a minor league free agent. I just got traded from Montreal to uh, Minnesota and I uh, had a good season in AAA. And uh, didn't get called up in September. And uh, so I elected my minor league free agency and I signed with the Mariners. Uh, went in and had a great spring. Uh, came down to the wire, didn't make the team. But uh, I got off to a really good start. And uh, I think I got called up at the uh, beginning of May. And I was kind of a little bit up and down. And uh, it, was a, it was a great year. You know, that was uh, Griffey's really first breakout year, I think at age 21. And, uh, you know, fortunate to play, you know, Griffey, Randy Johnson, Edgar Martinez, Omar Vizquel, you know, Alvin Davis, you know, and I was the 
first Mariner team to finish over 500. So, you know, that was something to be proud of. You mentioned playing with Ken Griffey Jr. I mean, how special was it to watch him on a, a daily basis, especially being just still pretty young and I imagine still a little raw at that point? Well, you know, it was unbelievable. You know, it wasn't much on the field. Uh, junior, we, we all called him Junior. Nothing, you know, that Junior couldn't do. Superb defensively, offense, unbelievable, fantastic throwing arm. But, you know, I thought he got a bad rap because people thought he didn't work. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Junior worked every day, you know, extra batting practice every day. And, uh, you know, I'm just, you know, proud of him. You know, he's one of my best friends in the game. And uh, I'm just happy for all of his accomplishments. Highest vote ever so far uh, for a Hall of Famer. Just fun watching him uh, go to work every day. And then 1992, you were back in the Mariners organization. You wound up signing with Chinichi in Japan. It was the start of a seven-year career for you over in the, in the Japanese league. How did you wind up going over there from the Seattle organization? Once again, I had a really good spring. Um, you know, I got caught up in a numbers game, and uh, they traded for Kevin Mitchell that winter, mm-hmm. so that made an extra outfielder. And uh, Seattle was nice enough. To, once I got sent down, I got a couple offers from Japan, and uh, Seattle asked me what I wanted to do. And I thought at that time would be the best decision for me and my family to, uh, you know, take a chance in Japan. Worked out for me really well. Got to play seven years there. Had a, you know, a lot of success. Had some fun. And, uh, you know, it turned my career around, and I think it eventually helped my coaching career also. Going over to Japan, now, that's not for everybody. You see a lot of American players who go over there and, and are only there for a couple of weeks or a couple of months, and then they're done with Japan and come back to the United States. Why do you think you were able to succeed over there? Well, you know, I, I was young enough. I was 26 when I went, and uh, I really wanted to be there. You know, I had some friends that had been there before, so I had a, a little bit of an idea of what Japanese baseball was about. You know, I had a, a tremendous foundation as far as my interpreter. I had some great teammates that, that made it fun for me. You know, and ultimately, you know, I played well, you know, so I didn't get really a lot of the so-called gaijin, which is the American, mm-hmm. you know, service as far as doing stuff that I really didn't want to do. But, you know, it, it was fun. You know, it's was, it was a really good league. And a lot of the guys that I played against uh, in Japan came over here to America and uh, had some success. But, you know, it's a really good league. One of those guys that you, you saw over in Japan was Ichiro, who, of course, uh, had a great career here. He's going to go to the Hall of Fame once he's eligible, certainly. 3,000 hits in the United States. When you saw him over there, now at that point there had been no position players who had come over to the United States from Japan. Did you think that he was somebody who might have a chance to be successful in the U.S.? Oh, it was, it was no doubt. You see, I, I saw him in his first full season, and uh, his team and my team, we played a lot in spring training. Mm-hmm. So Boomer Wells, who's a famous guy in Japan that had a lot of success there, he said, um, you know, hey, Zoe, you got to watch this kid play. This kid's going to be pretty good. So we kind of end up following each other. And then myself and Ichiro are kind of linked in a little bit in Japanese history. When I won the batting title the first time, Ichiro won the first time in the Pacific League. So we end up winning three years consecutively in a row. And, uh, but he never lets me uh, forget that he won seven in a row, and I only <laughs> won three. But uh, you can see it then, and I uh, told a lot of my friends, I say, hey, when this kid comes over, he's got a chance to be uh, one of the best hitters. He, you know, from that point, he was one of the best hitters that I'd ever seen. You know, and I, I was fortunate enough to play against Boggs and Gwen. You know, and he also had the X-Factor. If he mishit it, you know, he can beat it out. But, you know, I'm happy for uh, Ichiro and his accomplishments. He's going to be a surefire Hall of Famer and one of the best players of this era. 
Alonzo Powell, Astros assistant hitting coach. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Robert. Robert Ford, Steve Sparks, on your radio, the Houston Astros Radio Network. This is Steve Sparks, ahead of the game with the Seattle Mariners. I've got one of the up-and-coming guys, not just for the Mariners, but all of baseball, Ben Gamble. Their outfielder tearing it up. Uh, it's not this easy, Ben. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I, I like to chalk it up to the protection. You know, uh, it's a good point. You're gonna get get some good pitches to hit when you're in this lineup. You know, if you got you're hitting in front of uh, Cano, Cruz, and Seager, you know they can't they can't not pitch to me to pitch to those guys. So you know, I'm just been fortunate. You know, I've been getting some good pitches to hit. So. And the wealth of knowledge that you're surrounded with. Yeah, I mean, you're here in a clubhouse with guys that are unbelievable, and your hitting coach, Edgar Martinez. What's that been like? Are you starting to hear things you've never heard? Yeah, you know, uh, my girlfriend is, like, all into the mental stuff, yeah. and, you know, I kind of brushed it off. And then, you know, I started buying into it a little bit. One day, me and Edgar were in the cage, and he started talking about, like, the same stuff my girlfriend was talking about. And I was just like, no way. So, yeah, I just, you know, I just kind of rolled with it. You know, I've really uh, tried to buy in a lot more to mentality. And, you know, obviously, we're all here for a reason, and, yeah. you know, the mechanics and stuff are going to take over. But I just, if that can give me an upper hand, then, you know, I'm willing to do whatever. So what's the mentality thing? So if a kid's listening to to you and I right now, sitting in their car, and if they could take something away, what you've learned about the mental side of this game, what would it be? First of all, you know, it's, you know, I'm very thankful for the opportunity, and just don't take it for granted. Go out there and have fun every day. Winning's fun, and it's contagious. So, you know, if we can keep that up, I think we'll be, be awesome. I would imagine some of you guys that are in here with a Seager, a Nelson Cruz, and a Robinson Cano is... Uh, kind of help them, maybe jumpstart them with you guys' youthful uh, energy. It's the same way the Astros that kind of rubbed off on each other. Do you feel the same thing, or do you feel a responsibility to come out here ready to play every day? Oh, you know, definitely, definitely, you got to come out here ready to play, ready to roll. You know, um, it's easy to kind of go through the motions in this game, and if we can stand top of one another and just keep pushing each other and play to win, we're gonna be, we're gonna be all right. What that feel like yesterday for you? You were pretty close to the uh, Kings Court out there in left field, and uh, you, the first time you've got to feel that energy out here at this stadium but what'd that feel like i mean the energy he brings yeah. is is nothing comparable it's you know it's a blast playing behind that guy yeah. can't don't have enough good words for him for you a brother this five or six years older that made it to the major leagues i'm sure you looked up to your brother how did that help you watching him playing against him competing with him as a kid growing up that make you tougher uh, definitely made me tougher. There wasn't many days that I didn't get my my butt kicked by him. So <laughs> definitely made me made me tougher, you know. And and I can't can't thank him enough. You know, any anything he's that I'm gonna go through, he's been through two or three times. So you know, it's it's been a blast. You know, just his knowledge and his wisdom of the game, and he poured in his heart and soul to this game. So and I'm just looking to do the same thing. Ben Gamble with the Seattle Mariners. I'm looking at you right now, and your hair's over your shoulders. You're raking right now. You're not going to cut it anytime soon, are you? Uh, not, not going to. No, definitely not. No. <laughs> so what kind of shampoo do you use? Uh, it's, my sister's a hairstylist, so she, she hooks it up. Yeah, it's like uh, I think L'Oreal is what we use. There you go. It's Ben Gamble. Continued success. It's been a lot of fun watching. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. This has been a production. And whoever in this crowd wasn't standing before, well, they're getting to their feet now. Of the Houston Astros. This place is rocking right now. Radio Network.